Welcome to the Reese Report Sunday podcast. Today is Sunday, February 27th, 2022. I am sending today's podcast out to everyone, uh, mostly because I'm having an issue with Substack. Overnight, basically almost all my paid subscribers that I brought over disappeared. Um, and I think it's just a glitch. I'm just waiting to figure it out. I kind of understand what it is. It's no big deal. It was like, cause I transferred over anyways. So just to make sure that, um, everyone gets the, everyone who paid for it gets it. Uh, I'm giving it to everyone. If that makes sense until I sort it out. If you are a paid subscriber, you're going to get another email with a free trial. And I, uh, ask that you maybe click on that because I think maybe that'll just set it straight because it's all going to the same place it was before a place called stripe all right <clears throat> enough of that uh admin junk out of the way so we're going to talk about um russia and the ukraine and, and all that all right uh i had a report that i had to cancel just because i mean the whole thing like it caught seem it seems like it caught everyone by surprise um, sort of, but I don't know. We'll get into it. That's what we're going to talk about. Hope you're all doing well. All things considered, I imagine if we're recording audio podcasts and listening and enjoying to audio podcasts, then things aren't that bad, you know, considering how some people have it right now. And it's not just uh, in the Ukraine. There's all kinds of uh, wars going on and atrocities going on across the world that uh, a lot of us don't have to suffer through for now. So what, what, what it caught everyone by surprise? One is the war, right? It's so I'll tell you what caught me by surprise. What caught me by surprise was I was all ready to put out a report about how America started a, is starting a war with Russia. And I haven't thrown that report away. It's still there. It's just I, I just I guess I took a pause because I wanted to now that bombs are raining down on innocent people now that. It's safe to say innocent women and children are, are suffering the atrocities of war where they weren't, you know, a few weeks ago. It's time for me to personally to take some pause and dig in and research and really understand what the hell I'm talking about, especially now that I have a platform, as I do, where just about every one of my videos gets about a half a million views. So I feel a responsibility. I felt for a while now, but I mean, this is a... Uh, there's a real war going on. There's definitely some fakery going on, 100%. But I don't know exactly what's going on. Um, right. What I think was the big shocker for everyone... I'll speak for myself. What do I know? I just know from my own uh, purview, my own experience. One of the other things that shocked me, and I don't know why it shocked me, because I should be used to it by now, is just 
the response from the brainwashed. And um, I don't have a whole lot of first experience with the brainwashed grant you. I mean, I see, I see them and I don't, and I understand that there's a lot of bots on the internet. So I don't necessarily take every comment and every unknown online entity as a human being. But I do have friends on social media that I know are communicating with their friends in the real world on social media. And that's kind of what I'm using as a gauge as to the brainwashed. You know, I, I do do my best to differentiate between the bots and the actual real sheep. And it's not pretty. I don't, I don't know why it surprises me, and I don't know why it still bothers me. Well, I know why it still bothers me. And that, I think, is becoming the new theme of the report I'm working on, is how that's the... Here, I have a sentence that I wrote when I was inspired. I wrote, The answer to all of humanity's problems is the mass awakening to truth that is occurring today. And the biggest threat to humanity right now is the corporate pop culture media machine and the mobs of people who believe their lies. And it's really that last part, I think, that, I mean, that's the point I'm trying to make right now, is it's the mobs of people who believe their lies. And if it were not for the mobs of people who believe their lies then we wouldn't have these problems that we have today. Or, you know, at least we wouldn't be getting dragged over the cliff. I need to get into that too. Um, let me make a note before I forget how the pandemic has changed me for the better. That's how we'll end this podcast. We're not there yet, though. But, um, it's these mobs of people who believe their lies. And so, these same people who were, who've been, you know, off the hook with their talking points about how America is a colonizing country. Now, that's fairly new, new and crazy. Let's, let's just leave that out of the way. These are the same. Let's just go back to the old school liberalism, which is, I, I mean, I've always uh, been more conservative because of guns, right? You know, guns in the Second Amendment. But outside of that, I'm very liberal, classic liberal in the sense of war. I mean, I'm a former Marine, but looking back, I, I, and this is no disrespect to any veteran, there's not a war in our lifetime that wasn't an illegal war. Corporate war fought for corporate interests using a, or, or, or worse, you know. So these same people that were, you know, uh, religiously anti-war, they, I would say, falsely claimed that they ended a war. Most of these, the baby boomer versions of these people, the boomer liberals. I don't think they ended Vietnam. I think Vietnam basically ended itself. I mean, if you really dig into all the details, there was so much pressure to end that war from the day it started. There was so much pressure not to get involved. It was such a quagmire. It was an experiment. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing that we even got involved. And um, a lot of people are even saying it would, on all sides, are even saying it would have turned out way better if we didn't end it when we did. 
you know, the ending of it, the timing of the ending of that war uh, made it all thing even worse. So that's a whole other conversation we're never going to talk about. <laughs> There's too many other things going on in the world today, I, I think, to get into the uh, details of history that don't necessarily affect what's happening right now. But these people um, are now uh, saying that we have to get in, we have to start World War III <laughs> because of the Ukraine, right? These same people who are all against the illegal wars and all against uh, America being an imperialist nation now say we have to start World War III because of the Ukraine, a country they know nothing about. We'll get there in a second. I don't know a whole lot about it either, which is another reason why I haven't been able to report on this. I'm, I'm doing a massive amount of research on this stuff now. Um, these same people who now want to start a war with Russia over the sovereignty of Ukraine could care less about the sovereignty of their own country, could care less about the sovereignty of their own southern border. So, I mean, what, what I'm describing is the uh, absolute mindless, brainwashed individual. And um, maybe this is the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> you know, maybe this was just the final thing for me to finally, like, what is wrong with these people? And I, t I can tell you what's wrong with them. Mental illness. That's it. They're mentally ill. There's no other way to explain it. To, to go along and have an opinion that's so strong that is based as if you are convinced that you must be right. I don't even know how to describe it because a lot of these people, all of them actually, it's a very, it's typical. They're, um, they, they defend, and defend isn't a really good word, they, um, they offend almost uh, in, 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 you know what I'm trying to say. They defend their so-called beliefs with such a, a rabid uh, nastiness. That should be a key indicator. Because the, the people that I know that are the most reasonable still tend to question themselves, you know? I mean, you have to, in order to be a sane individual, you have to have this balance between the skeptic inside of you and the one that's uh, out there opening its mind to new knowledge. I mean, if you're, gonna, if you're out there uh, learning on your own, you're in a brave new world. Uh, meaning, you know, uh, you're in uncharted, uncharted waters. You're on your own. So you have to... You naturally are not going to be this bullheaded and arrogant on most things, unless it's things that you have absolute direct personal knowledge about, you know. So it's mental illness. That's the only way to describe it. If they weren't mentally ill and if they weren't informed, like most of us on these things, then that's fine. Just admit it. Just step back and be like, hey, I don't get involved in that stuff, you know. And that is most people, you know. Most, it's like, I don't know. I don't, I try to stay away from that. It's not my thing. You know, I'm just into like my, my family, my loved ones and my life and uh, my hobbies and all that stuff. But th that's, these people aren't like that. That what I'm, the, the, the people I'm talking about are, uh, they have an opinion, you know, and it's whatever the TV tells them. 
And if you were to uh, investigate these people further, I know you have uh, some of you people have them in your families as your, you know, your fathers, your mothers, your daughters, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, whatever, your neighbors. And so uh, if you're to investigate these people, you know, you can find out exactly who it is that they're, that's telling them, you know, it's their uh, favorite late night talk show person or their daytime television or their news person. It doesn't have to be news. It could be radio, NPR, whatever. I mean, they, these people, you know, these people wouldn't lie to me. It's no longer a, a, a sane excuse it's insane when you see the amount of damage that's happening in the world today. If, if there wasn't, if everything was hunky-dory and we were just talking about this stuff the way we used to 10 years ago, fine, you know? Uh, but that's not where we're at right now. We are, people are dying. And I mean, 10 years ago, people were dying too, I guess. Uh, we just weren't, uh, it wasn't broadcast as much. You know, it's it's just really frustrating because it's you can see it happening. These people are being turned into uh, an army, a zombie army. No shit. That is exactly what's happening. They're being turned into a zombie mob army that's pushing the rest of us over this cliff. So what is actually <clears throat> really happening right now? That's the other thing, right? And so I got into, uh, the first report I think I'm coming out this, this week is completely unrelated because my gut is telling me to stick with the, the, the vaccine bullshit, stick with the COVID bullshit, stick with that bullshit. That's what my gut's telling me. My gut's telling me that what's happening in Ukraine is I uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening in Ukraine. I was about to say, you know what I was about to say. I was about to say my gut is telling me that what's happening in Ukraine is a major distraction from all this other stuff, you know, from Nuremberg 2 and from Big Pharma being exposed and all that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it probably is, but um, what does that mean? That's not a small thing. Uh, that means that World War, that basically means that starting a nuclear war is a distraction against that. And that is probably, if you really look at it, that's probably their only, if, if they are being pinned up against a wall. If there are actually forces that exist in the world that would subject these people to a trial where they are actually subjected against uh, justice and where they actually might, you know, see justice, if that exists in the world today, then, uh, yeah, these people will absolutely see starting a thermonuclear war as a viable way out. If they're looking, if they're honestly looking at, if they're honestly looking down the barrel of justice, right? <laughs> they know that what awaits them. They know um, that death and um, shame. I don't think they give a fuck about shame. Who knows? Maybe they do. Maybe these sick people do, but um, 
I mean, I imagine to a certain degree we all do. You'd have to be uh, transcending your entire lower mind ego to not give a shit about, you know, global worldwide shame. Uh, who cares? It's a whole other story. So, yeah, they would start a war. They would start a nuclear war to uh, potentially save their asses. Why the fuck not? And uh, if you've been playing along with this game of uh, whatever you want to call it, conspiracy theories, a truth or movement, there is no real good name for it. It's, it's the awakening. That's not, it's, it's a stupid name too, right? You can't uh, describe it because any attempt to describe it, you're basically using the language and the ethos of a simple-minded slave class to try to describe what's coming next, you know? That's why everything sounds stupid when you try to describe it. But, um... That is the... Still the only possible way that, that we can get out of this, especially now. Especially now that they're... I mean, and we can still stop... We can still uh, uh, reverse this, but I mean, it's going to take uh, it's going to take the people of everywhere. Particularly, it's going to take the people of America. It's going to take the people of Russia. It's going to take the people of the UK, Canada, Australia. These nations that are all playing a part. These nations are, yeah, they're waging war against their own people, but they're also all aligned into the Great Reset. I mean, you know, people are actually, I'm noticing in mainstream, not mainstream, but alternative mainstream, I guess you could say. You're starting to finally hear people uh, elude to the idea that maybe a violent revolution is the only solution. You know, so at least we're finally talking about that, you know, and I understand why we haven't gotten there yet, because you have to you have to exhaust all other ways. And you really you really need to wait for them to start it. Uh, and that's kind of already happened. And if you look at how they're doing it, they ha they already have this already figured. They already have that figured out. It's very cowardly how they've got it done. I mean, it is very weak and built upon weakness. <laughs> That's how it works. Perfect example is the report that I'm about to be putting out early this week is based on uh, Bonds for the Win. B-O-N-D-S. For the Win. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I recommend search, uh, doing a Google search, searching on Rumble. I think even YouTube, you're going to find a bunch of stuff, Bonds for the Win. But I'll explain it in short. It's, I just heard of this, uh, and for all I know, this is widely known and reported on. It's just new to me. And uh, But basically, some people are figuring out that the way that you can get the attention of the superintendents at the schools and the school board meeting people is by putting a claim on their surety bond. <clears throat> now, right away, this got me excited because I think I've talked about the straw man and the birth certificates and private law a little bit before. I wrote about it in my book, 
and I'm definitely alluded to it as several times in different podcasts. I don't know about this one, but uh, it's that was probably the first education I ever got on the surety bond. What is a surety bond? I need to do some more research to figure out exactly what the difference is between a surety bond and liability insurance. But they're almost, for argumentative sake, the same thing. I'm sure the differences are going to be um, arbitrary. Legalese, bureaucratic stuff, I'm sure. But I need to get there and figure out exactly what the difference is. But they're basically the same thing. So uh, surety bond, you can trace back all the way to Babylon in the um, uh, 1700 BC is the first evidence of a surety bond. And it's basically, uh, in today's sense, a lot of people know it's with con- um, contractors. If you hire someone to build your home, they are bonded and insured. And that's how you know that you can trust them to finish the job or, or to not ruin it. Because there, there's a lot of responsibility them building your home. You're trusting this person to not destroy your investment and you know, build a bad house. And if they do, you can put a lien on them via their bond. And this affects them. They can't function professionally anymore. And so it forces them to remedy the situation. That's a situation that a lot of people might be familiar with. These uh, superintendents and these teachers also have a surety bond. A lot of them don't even know it. Apparently, this is the information I've learned so far. Apparently, it's buried in the bureaucracy. It's buried in their um, liability insurance and covered under, like, several people will be covered under the same surety bond these days. But they all have it. And uh, Bonds for the Win gives you the information as to how to get their number, the number on their bond. And then you basically, that's how you get your attention because they don't care if you go to the school board meetings and scream at them. And they don't care if you make a viral video of a great speech. They don't give a shit about that. They got paid thugs to drag you out and they can just ignore you. Um, They're making a lot of money. They've been paid a lot of money from the federal government through, I think it's the ESSA is what it's called, the, uh, the whole COVID response to the education system. So they don't care. But these surety bonds, basically the way it works is these people, a superintendent of school, is given the responsibility to look after, uh, you know, the welfare of your children. You know, it's a serious thing. It's way more serious than a contractor building your house. And so they needed a surety bond. And a lot of these superintendents are, um, it's like over $4 million per claim. So if they have 100 students in their school, which is a low ball number, but let's just say they have 100 students in their school, then one, that's 100 claims on, on, just, on just telling them to make them more masks, right? On just that one thing. So that's $400 million claim against the individual, right? It's not against a corporation that's got a million lawyers and has $400 million. No, it's against an individual who's probably only getting paid off a hundred grand, <laughs> maybe more. I don't know. When you li- there's a list, and I'll show the link to the list in the list in the video I'm doing, but there's a list that shows you how much money each school got 
and is getting. And if you break it down to like a, a, a bribe system, which is, I think, I mean, what, what other explanation is there? You're talking about a person who doesn't make much money at all, barely making over poverty. Well, these superintendents probably make 100 grand a year. Um, but on top of that, they're getting now the six figures, uh, 100, 200,000, who knows? Pretty sweet deal, right? I guess. I mean, that's not enough for me to betray my own community. Give me a fucking break. Where did they find these people? But now this person is being um, threatened with a $400 million claim. And the surety bond is owned by a big major corporation. Uh, uh, I believe probably the insurance companies are the ones that are, are, ba are, 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 are backing them, are vouching for them. And so they are alerted. If you put a claim on one of these people's surety bonds, it doesn't take long uh, for them to find out. And now they find out because now their boss is talking to them. Not only their boss, but now we have evidence from the... the, the um, Bonds for the win, you can find evidence of the lawyers of these superintendents calling a special meeting and they're freaking out about this. And they don't exactly know how to remedy it. And uh, the one I saw the video, their best remedy that they thought of, and this is what they admitted to their clients, the teachers, they said, we find that our, so far our best approach is to just keep questioning them to define exactly how this is unconstitutional because... <laughs> that's all they have, you know, because they know what this what. OK, so what this means is that they're 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 showing these teachers that they're breaking the law constant. They're breaking constitutional law and they might not have known that. But now they're not being told by an angry parent at a student class meeting or whatever. They're being told by their authority. They're being told by their lawyers that this is uh, serious and and. Apparently, uh, you were convinced to break the law. And what's also interesting is if you look in the paperwork, it's all voluntary. The word voluntary is used. Like these, these school uh, superintendents are just voluntarily uh, putting the CDC guidance into, you know, and they should be allowed to voluntarily do that. It's all bullshit. Anyways, I completely digressed there because we were talking about the Ukraine. <laughs> Let me take a breath and see if I can remember exactly why I digressed to the other project. <clears throat> well, don't remember <laughs> not bad though that's my first time um in this 27 minute podcast so far that i've had a brain fart but <sighs> it's got me um the whole thing has gotten me uh pretty stymied <laughs> you know like uh the world war three thing can be scary because uh it would effectively 
kind of make all their problems go away. Or I could see how these psychos could see that. You know, they could, every war has, um, and like I was saying earlier that I never got to finish, if you've been uh, following all this stuff for a while, then you know that this has kind of always been the supposed plan as another world war. You know, they accomplish a, a great deal. I think it's fair to say that the, the, the World War III has always been in the cards. I don't think this was just... Um, I, mean, I mean, there's a lot of people that are suggesting that this is like the White Hats, and there's a lot of people suggesting that this is somehow um, a, you know, a, a desperate attempt to uh, change the story. No. What we know is that we have been trying to start a war with Ukraine for a while. We know that you can go back to 2014 when the United States backed a coup. Uh, we know that we have been putting, um, the United States has been putting weapons all along their border, Russia's border. They don't like it. They've been asking us to stop. Nicely, actually. They've been asking us nicely to stop. We haven't. We keep doing it. We keep playing these shenanigans. We overthrow these countries. Uh, we, uh, you know, most recently with the uh, actor, uh, comedian there in the Ukraine. If you didn't know that, he was uh, just a couple of years ago, back in 2018, he actually played the president of Ukraine in a comedic movie role. And then um, now he is the president there. You know, that's no, he's, he's as much of a puppet as Biden. Um, so, yeah, it, to me, it still seems obvious that the Ukraine was a way of starting a war, a world war. That's fucking crazy, right? Yeah, did the Biden family get rich there? Did the Carries get rich? Was there a lot of Burisma oil? Was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you start a war. You get greedy, fat, greedy politicians that don't give a shit about anything except their own greed. And you talk them into doing these deals. And these deals lead to the inevitability of world conflict. <laughs> so here, uh, if you're new to this, welcome to my world. <laughs> you know, and welcome to a lot of us. Uh, I'm not a prepper per se, I'm a prepper emotionally and mentally. Uh, for many years, I've been mentally and emotionally preparing for something like this because it just seems like without, uh, you know, short of a massive awakening, because that's the only thing that's going to stop it. The only thing that's going to stop another world war from happening is literally the people of to, to, to rip their governments out of their comfy homes and, and, and start fresh, you know? That's like the trucker convoy. That's our, that's our only hope. <laughs> you know? It really is. That is the world. And we need them everywhere. We need them in all these countries I mentioned. All, the, all these globalist, you know, new world order, scumbag government, you know, governments uh, that have been completely corrupted. Uh, the people need to rise up, rip these people out of their homes, and start fresh. It should be easy work. And it could be very quick. And fixing it is the downhill journey. You know, 
There's so many solutions, obvious solutions. It's not that hard. So it's just the destroyers. You got to get rid of the destroyers. That's it. But right now it's not looking good. Um, you know, it's like uh, world wars are always uh, basically wars against the people. Uh, governments working together. You know, you can see the evidence uh, in the World War One. You can see evidence in World War Two. Uh, banks and governments working together, uh, reconsolidating and reformatting, taking care of each each other's problems for each other. Uh, sort of like throw mama from the train shit, you know? You take care of this region, we'll take care of that region. You know what I'm saying? Think it through. It's not pretty. It could turn out very bad. I don't want to be a bummer here. We're going to turn it around and wrap it up with uh, how the pandemic has changed me for the better. But um, but I will wrap up the dark side of that for a minute. We might as well go all the way. So, I mean, I mean, is Putin a good guy? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, there is a lot on the surface. On the surface, yeah. On the surface, from what I can see, I like that he's pushing Christianity. I like that he's pushing organic farming. That's new to me. Look up, uh, a friend of mine just turned me on to that. Look up um, Google search Putin organic farming. That's interesting, especially when you contrast that with the Bill Gates and the American Monsanto GMO Corp. Corp uh, you know, we're basically... Western world is destroying organic farming. Putin's trying to, I guess, make Russia the, the biggest organic farmer in the world. How beautiful is that? America could do that. I like his anti-LGBTQ thing. If you're LGBTQ, I don't give a fuck. And nobody else should either. Why should you care what I do uh, in, with my naked body behind closed doors in my bedroom? Uh, we keep it in the closet, so should you. What is this? And I don't mean to be divisive. I'll keep it in the closet. You do too, all right? Nobody fucking cares, all right? That shit's personal. It's sacred, in fact. We need to get back to a world where even it, it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight, sex should be something that's divine and sacred, that's between you and God and your partner. It is the means to create other human beings. A lot of uh, esoteric spiritual people believe it's the only way that you can create the immortal spirit body. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, we become disgraceful, I think, in my opinion, when it comes to that. And uh, I like that about Putin. Um that is, that is exactly why the LGBT thing is being used in the West. It's, a, it's being used as a blunt object. And they're using, a, an, a, and they're using the community, so-called community, as a disposable. You know, they're, 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 they're shitting all over them while they're using them in typical fashion of, their, of, their, of what they're doing. So anyways, I like that about Putin. I like... Um, I've heard good evidence that he's taking out biological labs. I like that about Putin. I like that he is against the globalist New World Order, or it seems like he is, right? 
But is he? Who knows? You know what it probably is? It probably is. Um, it's one of two things. Not probably. It's definitely one of two things. There is either um, a non-human top of the pyramid that is orchestrating all of this as some type of mind fuck efficient way of leading us into this next era. <laughs> or it is just a bunch of clans, very powerful clans. You know, you have the West and you have the East and what have you. I believe, you know, there's South Americans and Africans in there as well. And, and all of them, you know, put in, in that theory, then all these people are uh, maintaining the secrecy just because it's, you know, a mutual benefit, you know. They're all, they're all benefiting at the game of power by, uh, by way of secrecy and deception. And so they just, uh, you know, they have to keep that mutual tight lip thing going on. And so in that theory, it's just total chaos. You know, one clan, maybe, maybe there are clans that are more powerful than other clans, obviously. And one clan is a different idea of what should be done, blah, blah, blah. I don't really believe that theory. I believe the first theory I said, non-human. And I don't know if that's just spiritual only or physical or whatever. Uh, anyways, if you're new to this, uh, welcome to my world. I'm now uh, more of a prepper. Um, I can't say I am now. I'm in a small apartment in Florida, but... Uh, but uh, my, when my lease is up, which is in less than a year, I will become a prepper in some small way. Uh, the rest of my life will be moving towards a life of independence, of living off grid. I might, you know, it might be uh, the rest of my life trying to get there. I might only, you know, I might only live it a few days before I pass on. Who knows? But that's the goal. Because I've been kind of waiting for this time for a long time. And like I said, really, the only way out of it, the only way we're not going to fall into the massive uh, shit show. <laughs> I guess we're already in it. That's one thing to be happy about is we're already in it. But the only thing that's going to help us is the Great Awakening. The only thing that's going to help us is the truth. Um, and, you know, it's... It's really thrilling because the experience is the awakening that, you know, like the chaos is the awakening. The more uh, absolutely ludicrous and ridiculous everything becomes, the more people wake up. That's the apocalypse. And now it's understandable as to how one was able to predict all this, you know, it's we're all Nostradamus now, you know, any one of us can predict this now. Basically, if you're in a world where the very powerful top is spinning a bunch of lies after lies, after lies, after lies, after lies, then you can pretty much predict eventually those lies are going to unravel and the truth is going to be seen. And voila. You know, I made an interesting uh, comparison or a friend of mine did. I was talking to a, Dan Lyman from InfoWars, who's visiting in town, and I was mentioning the yugas, the four yugas of uh, the yoga, Hinduism tradition. 
and the Kali Yuga, which is what uh, you know, we're in now, which is where everything that is right is wrong, everything's upside down, everything's completely ass backwards. And what follows is the Golden Age. And um, uh, Dan Lyman pointed out, and it's four, four yugas. I couldn't remember the other two. I just remember the Kali Yuga and the Golden Age. I mean, Golden Age, it's got a yuga. Kali Yuga, I believe, is Iron Age. I might be wrong. Uh, and I can't remember what the yuga. I think I might as well. I have the internet here. Might as well just Google it. Four yugas? Yes, the four yugas are epochs. <clears throat> so, we have the four yugas. The Tretra Yuga, the Dwapara Yuga, Kali Yuga, and the Satya Yuga. There you go. I'm, I'm guessing the Satya Yuga is the Golden Age. Truth. The Age of Truth. And uh, anyways, Dan Lyman pointed out that that's the same thing almost as saying, you know, um, what is it? So, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Yep. Four of them. Same thing as the yugas. It's almost predictable, and it's almost as if it's like humanist are predictable to the point where we know, like, if we have the time on our hands um, and the comfort to do so, then we're... Uh, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, people. I just know that people are waking up, and I'm all for that. That's what I support. So how does it help me? We're going to wrap it up now. How has the pandemic changed me for the better? Well, that's easy. It has... Uh, Put me in in the most real touch with my mortality than anything else. I'm, I'm sure this is probably very similar to near death experience, and I'm, I, I bet a lot of us can say so. Am I, am I being dramatic? I don't know. In the past few years, I have been prepared to die. Um. Whether it be for reporting the truth or whether it be because of the massive amount of mental illness that everyone is suffering or World War Three, or bio weapons warfare, whatever. The 2020, 2021, 2022 eras have brought me closer to God. And I've always been very close to God. But what they've done for me is it's, is it's made me 
really crack down on the things that were important. And for me, what is that? For me, the most things that were important for me is taking care of my body, you know, really being properly disciplined with diet and exercise, eating clean and healthy, uh, uh, avoiding toxins and poisons. Um, and I've taken these things way more serious, well, very seriously, like life and death seriously in the past few years. Um, and I've taken nothing for granted in the past few years. Whenever a coworker or a friend asks me, most of the people I talk to these days in, in real life are coworkers and friends. <laughs> They're the same. When they ask me, how am I doing? My answer is always the same now. It's like, hey, when I wake up and... Uh, and my company, Free Speech Systems, is afloat in the water, broadcasting information to the world. It's the best day of my life. And um, I think they all get it. And you probably get it too. But what I mean by that is that means I'm still alive. I'm still kicking. Because that could end any day. The doors could kick in any day. With this whole Russia thing, they could start rounding people up, as they've done in the past, saying we were, you know, we're... Russian sympathizers. It's completely plausible. Uh, during a shooting war, people can be disappeared. Completely plausible. Um, and they can just destroy you financially. <laughs> That's happening. So any day I wake up and I actually have a bank account where I have money, I can go spend things. It's like, it's the greatest day of my life. It means I can enjoy my routine of life for one more day. And I've never been so grateful in my life, ever, that I am today. For everything. I just, what did I do today? Uh, among other things, I did some errands, uh, and I haven't, mostly it's been an errand day. When I'm done with you, I'm going to get some food. But one of the things I did today was I scrubbed my toilet and I scrubbed my shower. Not my favorite thing to do. I don't do it as often as I should, but that's what I did today. I scrubbed it and I loved it. And I'm so grateful to have a, a private bathroom that I'm able to use and clean and take care of. As small and modest as it is, I'm extremely grateful for everything. I, I have food to eat. I have... I have an abundance of all this, you know, I have a job. A lot of people don't have a job. I have a job that I love. A lot of people don't have a job, you know, everything, every little thing. These things are great, but really it's like, I think I'm just learning how precious life is. We're confronted with people who are so mentally ill that they're literally pushing it over a cliff. Or that's how it feels. I just said literally. Uh, am, I, am I taking it back? Maybe. Okay. We're officially entering into the rambling zone. So we're going to wrap it up. But that was it. Um, that is how this whole thing has changed my life for the better. And you just can't beat that. Because let me tell you something. If you're new to, if you don't have gratitude, get it. 
if you gotta, if you don't have it, start off by just making a list every day of the things you're grateful for. And here's why. It's I'll tell you why for a selfish reason. If you if you enjoy life and you enjoy having a good life and enjoy if you enjoy God's grace, <laughs> um, there is a way to get it. Sincere gratitude. Cultivate it. And you will find that you'll start experiencing abundance of the things that you're grateful for. Like you're going to start getting more of what you're grateful for. Typically when you express gratitude, it's not like a pure science, obviously it's, but there's truth to that on some level. And uh, so if you're grateful for life, be grateful for it and you'll get more life. All right. That's the truth. I love you guys. Be safe. We're in dangerous times. Be grateful and enjoy your life. Don't put off anything anymore. Anything that you've been putting off, stop doing it. Um, the more we can live our lives, the more we can answer the call of our intuition, the happier we're going to be, the happier we are, the stronger we're going to be, the stronger we are, the more vibrant and fit we're going to be, and we can just live a better life. See you guys next week. Take care.